Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taron, alongside Jamie, Joe and Dan. Hello. What up, Oos? We acknowledge our tribal chief. Can I get a t-shirt for that? Good, I'll get you one. Who are you, yeah. Samuel Zane? <laughs> I want a t-shirt. Where's our t-shirts, Taron? We acknowledge our tribal chief. Sammy acknowledged his. We when we had our old logo, I had a t-shirt and I paid a company to do it. Jamie saw it, yeah. Jamie saw it when we went to the CWE event. I wore it to try and get a bit of publicity. And the problem is, I was in two thoughts whether or not I should wear it or not. Because when it arrived, I, you know, ran down the stairs like a child on Christmas (laughs) morning to open it. I was so excited. I opened it up. It was awful. Not only was the transfer on the front and back like so bad, I could have done better myself. Like the image was all pixelated as well, and I spent about twenty five quid, I think. On it, it was oh, it was ridiculous. It was, but you should yeah. have wore it. But we got Sash. We had Sash on the show. Listen, Taron, we had Sash on the show. We did have Sash on the show. To be fair, so all all's well that ends well. It's Cash. It's not it's the first true. time we're gonna rhyme this. I'll tell you that right. <laughs> I think we're gonna have a lot right. of rhymes on this pod. How are we all doing though? We all wrestled out this week because I'm so I, any I don't think I watched much. Of, no, I was going to say the same. I don't think I watched, I watched much any of it. Like we've watched the table for three with the Steiners and uh, Bron Breaker. I've watched NXT, NXT Level Up. I'm currently watching Rampage. Watch AEW, Raw, SmackDown. I even watched um, Main Event. Uh, hey, I'm watching Breaking nice. Ground for the fourth time. So yeah, watching loads of wrestling. You're forgetting it is officially right now the 29th of September and Monday midnight FIFA 23 Ultimate Edition came out. So, you know, my life is now FIFA, so I ain't got any time for none of that grapple. Oh, speaking about PlayStation, I've almost platinum WWE 2K22 as well. I got two trophies there. Don't worry, because I'm well on the way to platinum in Pac-Man World Repack, I am. So, yes. (laughs) So, the remake of the PS1 classic um very much enjoying that but yes back is to the, the bastard pack on there in the back he, of the pack remake. no because he's never on AEW, so we wouldn't be in a video game believe me he's probably not even in AEW's fight forever video game i've got well, ftr the they got they got cody rhodes on there well yeah FTR. they got them on there see let's have a let's have a look at an updated AEW. oh have you seen the graphics of these right where they somebody jumps you can catch a mid-air and with a well, it's, driver. I, I don't have an issue over the graphics because it is supposed to be a bit cartoon style and for me it's about gameplay and because they've said from the beginning they want the game to basically be No Mercy 64 from the Nintendo 64 I'm all over that because that is arguably the greatest wrestling game ever made so if it's like that that's fine I'm just I, I'm worried it's probably not going to be in depth enough with content if that makes sense and that's probably more on you know a fan's perspective kind of because you know the way that wrestling games have rolled over the years has been games where maybe not for the last couple of years but wwe um smackdown versus raw or even some of the earlier 2k games that were packed with you know different match types and things like that and it goes really really in depth and that i've just got a feeling because it looks a bit more arcadey like no mercy 64 was they might be quite limited on some of the features, which I think for a modern game it it effectively needs. But I don't. That's alright. As long as the fir- as long as the firm are on there, Taron, we don't mind. No, we don't want the firm to be on there. Right, confirmed roster so far. Jericho makes sense. He won't have that Ring of Honor belt, believe me. Kenny Omega, Ikuru Shida, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Darby Allen. Jungle Boy, Nyla Rose, Chris Statlander, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, CM Punk, well, dear God, <laughs> uh, John Moxley, Hangman Adam Page, Jade Cargill, um, Adam Cole, Paul White, it's Paul White, he's on there, my God, <laughs> it's Paul White. Well. I yeah, hope so, yeah. Insane, he is, they've already confirmed he's in the game, because they got the rights for it. Thunder Rosa, Pentagon, um, Yuka Suzaki, I can't say it, and is it Abaddon? Abaddon, yeah. Abaddon, and then everybody's favourite, the last two, Owen Hart, he's in it, because of course they signed, Martha signed the contract, didn't she? And then, last but not least, he's there, he's in the game. Confirm. 
Cody Rhodes. <laughs> so, there we go. They've taken FTR out of the game, but they haven't taken Cody out. Oh, FTR well, still in the company. Yeah, for now. They're going back to WWE. But, you know, once they watch the, pro, you know, whatever they got this week, they've got the maximum male models versus Hit Row. Once they see that, they'll realise how good the WWE tag right, is got. Really. And they want to come back. I mean, literally, name, there. There name well, there. any WWE tag team and put them against the against. acclaimed. <sighs> the acclaimed have arrived. What, of all time in their prime? No, right now on the roster, the acclaimed are the best tag team. The Pretty deadly from NXT, yes, but pretty deadly. The British ones, yeah, yeah, the the, the ones are highway gentlemen. The one that won the title, they wouldn't make it it onto fight forever. I assume they're gonna, well, obviously, when's the game out? It's out next month or November, and it's still out this year, isn't it? And um, I assume they are going to announce some more names, but there's got to be DLC, you know, they're going to be doing packs of wrestlers. Just you know, for you to get get your wallet out, because there's some big names there that aren't in it, like Brian Danielson. I know he came into it after they'd already started making the game, but you know, Sting, Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee, um, MJ, MJF. Like, why isn't MJF in the game? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Miro, Orange Cassidy. I mean, if he gets confirmed, Jamie will be purchasing day one. He will day one for Orange Cassidy. So, freshly squeezed. I don't think it'll be a game that I'd buy day one. Put it put it that way. I probably will wait for it to come down. I don't even know what it's supposed to be retailing out. Whether they're going the full sixty nine ninety nine or shall we check? Um, we check I Hamilton. would have thought it would go for full price. But yeah, they're putting that much work into it, and they're there it is. Lots of profit on it. What a price! Yeah. Get it there ordered it now. The pre-order price guarantee. So if it goes up, you can't be charged anymore. PlayStation 5 on Amazon, £40.95. Bargain. Happy days. Well, Get on that. it. Get on it. Same price on the Nintendo Switch. £10 more on PC. That's about the price a... of a T-shirt at Clash at the Castle. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Why isn't there an X? That's why you only buy Clash in the City. I wish I got one of those T-shirts now. The £10 deal. Yeah, mate, 100%. I'd be wearing that all the time. I'm wearing it on the pod right now, but I can't. I'm wearing a Pringles T-shirt instead. My dear Lord. So, Raw this week then. Dan, Joe, have you done us both a favour, me, Jamie, and have you watched Raw? Yes, we did. Thank God for that. Any highlights you want to pick out before we have a rundown of what happened? Well, there was quite a bit that the bits with the Judgment Day, and they almost uh, they almost broke AJ Styles' neck, but they actually said, "No, no, you're our friend. We're not going to hurt you." Edge returned. He came back and he challenged Finn Balor to an yes, I match. did. I did read that. I mean, I tell you what, Edge is the absolute master of being written off television and then returning just a couple of weeks later, isn't he? We weren't we saying. Broke. They're going to be off to the Rumble, we thought. But now. if you He's think about it, they were in, they were in Canada, weren't they? They are were in Edmonton, Alberta, and they know that Edge gets a massive pop because he's Canadian. So it makes sense to bring him back. And if you said Edge versus Finn Balor in a match, I mean, that is probably going to be one of the contenders for the match of the night. Absolutely incredible. I think we know which way it will be going. Unless so that's that extreme member. rules. That's extreme rules. I mean, there could be a chance that we have a, another member join the Judgment Day. Maybe AJ Styles have been converted Obviously, we're going to have predictions next week, but Edge had a huge pop, as always. And another person who had a huge pop, another guy from Canada, um, Kevin Owens. He reunited his Panda Express tag team and he faced the Alpha Academy. Lovely. Yeah. Just, going, just going back to Edge then and this match that they're throwing together for Extreme Rules, like you said, well, um, you know, talk about the actual match itself next week for our preview predictions. But just this just further limit, and this will be my argument, and feel free for anybody to come back against it. Does this just show that they really don't have faith in Dominic Mysterio and his ability? Because if this was, if you, if you were booking, if you write in the programme, and not just Edge, it could be anybody, so let's just randomly choose, I don't know, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, for example. And AJ Styles is babyface, Kevin Owens is babyface as well, and then he turns on you know, AJ Styles, whatever, 
And that naturally sets up a feud. Now, just because Kevin Owens is in a tag team, let's say, with Sami Zayn, you wouldn't have normally, oh, well, I'm going to face Sami Zayn at Extreme Rules, your tag team partner. You'd face Kevin Owens. He's the one that's betrayed you. Um, you know, he, he's the one that um, is, is beat you down. So naturally, you would think, well, Dominic Mysterio is the one that's turned on both Edge and his father. He did the ultimate dirty deeds, no pun intended, with the low blow, kicking, kicking him in the groin right into the family jewels. Um, so naturally, you'd say, well, I want revenge on you. So let's have a look at Extreme that. Rules. They they did the match, didn't they? They've already done the no. I I want to face uh, I want to face Dominic for hitting me. I think it's kind of moved away from Edge being annoyed at Dominic. I think it's more the fact that the storyline is that Edge created the Judgment Day, and now it's become this parasite across Raw that's influencing and affecting so many people's lives. He feels he needs to put an end to the stable that he created. And the person I know they say that there there's no leader. But really, Finn Balor is the leader. He's the guy kind of taking uh, front stage. But Rey Mysterio all through Raw was, was saying in promos and ringside, like teasing the chair shot on Dominic. You said, I'm never going to face my son. I'm never going to lay a hand on him. I think that's building more towards WrestleMania. Maybe that match at Mania. The, you know, it could be the case that Dominic eliminates Rey and he's a thorn in his side and eventually goes, I need to teach my son a lesson. Long term booking. We, we're going to have this storyline for the next six months. I don't see a payoff, payoff beforehand. So you uh, you have more confidence than me on that Ray and Dominic match. I think they're doing it on purpose on the fact that they're deflecting Dominic from facing Edge at the moment, and maybe he will later on down the line type thing. Because surely mm. Edge will want his revenge against someone that's turned to the point where they drag it on for so long he eventually just turns baby face again. Because I I you know you read these reports that Ray you know real life now not storyline doesn't or didn't want to, unless he's had a change of heart, never wanted to face his son in a wrestling match. He just wasn't comfortable doing so. So I'm wondering whether or not they're going to completely bypass that. And it'll always be, oh, what if, what would have happened in that match? Because it never happened. Because by the time it was due to happen, it's been so long, he's turned back babyface again. Happy to be proven wrong, but that's just kind of what I'm thinking. The problem with um, Dominic Mysterio, like during the pandemic, when Ray was having the storyline with Seth Rollins, like the eye for the eye match, like, he was just kind of like his psychic and like helping him to the ring. And then he kind of got over. It's like, oh, yeah, we should put them together. And then obviously they won like tag titles. But then as the months have gone on, like the holes in what Dominic Mysterio's game have like become more apparent. Like you've said it, Tara, Dan said it. A lot of our followers on Twitter have said it as well. Like Dominic Mysterio isn't a very good wrestler. Yes, he's had wrestling training. But he's been put straight into the main roster. He's not been on NXT or anything like that. And I think being in a group like Judgment Day, it's the old Paul Heyman scenario, hide, hide weaknesses and promote your strength. So he's playing on the Mysterium name and he's just been like a little little kid here. And you've got like the experienced people like Finn Balor and Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley. They're like helping Dominic Mysterium. But I think... He, they like they really need to teach Dominic like like how to work properly because the whole point of him teaming up with his father was like oh yeah it's it's the iconic moment they're gonna win the tag team titles but then the holes in this game have just become more and more apparent he's, he's just he, he's just not as good and you know we've said it before even local Paul is a better wrestler than him and he needs polishing up. Mm. Good point. Dan, do you have any comments? Do you want to go against your brother's views? No, no, I think it is, it's kind of right. I think it works with um, Dominic being in the Judgment Day. But ultimately, I think that we need one more member in the Judgment Day. And I think it is spinning more towards an AJ Styles joining it. Because you look at war games, there's going to be a women's war games and a men's war games. And you think, what are the two four people, five people stables in WWE at the moment? And you've got the bloodline, but you've also got the Judgment Day. Bloodline have already got four people. They've got five people, actually. Now Solo's there, and now we've got Sami Zayn there. Um, and it could be the case that Sami Zayn costs the Bloodline, and that's what kind of starts making it decay. But can you imagine having the Judgment Day versus the Bloodline in a War Games match? You know, the cool the cool guys being the, the um, you know, Roman Reigns, the Usos. You know, they're, they're really cool, and they've got the wicked attitudes with it. And then you have the Judgment Day, just like, nah, we're badass heels. 
And I think that'd be a wicked, you know, otherwise they're going to be looking at like an all-star team. But I think if you add Judgment Day, that actually gives them a purpose and it leads them on and moves them away from sort of the edge storyline. Um, and it might actually season Dominic a little bit. Uh, you can see already he's making strides with Rhea Ripley as Mammy or his Pappy, as you want to put it. Um, but we need to now be looking towards Survivor Series. What are going to be in these War Games matches? We already know a Candice LeRae coming back. Candice LeRae is the queen of the War Games match from NXT. She was in like two or three of them in NXT. And that's one of the main reasons I think that she was brought back this week. We need to start looking. I know we've got Extreme Rules now this week coming up and the week after. But after then, we need to be looking at what's happening at Survivor Series. Who's going to be in these two War Games matches? And ultimately... This could season Dominic Mysterio if they do make Judgment Day versus the Bloodline. Surprised to see Candice LeRae back? No, I think it's great. Um, one of the things that I read of why Johnny Gargano may not have gone to AEW is AEW were interested in bringing in Johnny Gargano, but they weren't interested in bringing in Candice LeRae at all, which I have no idea why they wouldn't be, because Candice LeRae is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Um, and then when Johnny Gargano came back in, it makes sense. You look at Becky Lynch and Seth, they got their bus, they take their little sprog around with them and, you know, they got a good little life on the road. And the same, well, Johnny Gargano is on the road. He might as well have his family with him. Um, and Candice Ray is an incredible wrestler. So it just means that they both can be on the same show. They can travel around together. I'm not surprised at all. Really happy to see her. And uh, she put in a really good match with Nikki Cross. And uh, it looks like Nikki Cross might be going back to Nikki Ash. She removed her mask at the end of the match. Yes, I did see that. And th- thank goodness. Let's get rid of that terrible, terrible persona. You know, just the the Nikki A.S.H. thing, I think, was almost like a spur of a moment thing. I know it was her idea. She wanted to run with it. And Vince said, let's see what happened. Because she got a good reaction a couple of weeks in a row. He went, right, she wins money in the bank, becomes champion. That's probably the worst thing that could have happened because it was so quick and people just shit on it more or less straight after that so yeah she uh she just can't need to go back to i'm not saying she needs to go back to like a sanity type thing <laughs> especially when you know the other members aren't around but yeah let, let's let's just be a bit more well, even if she's just normal. nikki cross and she's just a good technical wrestler you know you don't necessarily which we know she can be you don't necessarily need to give her like a gimmick where she's a superhero it could just be the case that she is an overall good wrestler i mean you've got someone like dana brooke she's just a general wrestler Carmella, yeah, she's the, you know, she does the beauty gimmick and all of that. But generically, most of the women's division don't have an overall gimmick. They're just good competitors. Um, you know, Dana Brooke, for example, is a very good example. Um, with Nikki Cross, it could just be the case that she is, she's a well-traveled indie wrestler that's come to WWE and she's been doing it for 20 years. You know I mean, what more do you need? You know, Natalia, all she does is, well, Natalia's a little bit different because she's got that second generation vibe about it, but with Nikki Cross, it could just be the case that everybody knows her. She's sort of like the benchmark um, and she can still do good. But this superhero thing, I think it has run its course, to be fair. We have to talk about the White Rabbit promos as well this week, then, Joe. So, you know, we have had a bit of a discussion about it ourselves. There was further um, teasers on SmackDown on Friday. I think a lot of people thought that there was either going to be a return or a reveal of some sort, but of course, no, it was just a, you know, dangling that carrot. It would be a carrot, it's a <laughs> rabbit. Dangling that carrot, getting people to tune in, and then, you know, another, you know, tease and the, the, the sign, the QR code and the, the red lights. And then, of course, we had it further again on Raw this week. So, there's been further speculation. Of course, everybody's still expecting Bray Wyatt, probably of extreme rules now. Knowing WWE, they'd probably drag it on longer and longer, but it's keeping people invested. It's keeping people tuning in. That's what they're there to do. But there was some interesting news this week, Joe, where they somebody had, I think somebody had taken a picture of the QR code and got it to the website, and then they'd effectively gone into the the source code of the website and had a look at the actual build of the, you know, the website when when they're building it. And the first two or three lines of the source code build was the theme music, the WWE theme music to Alistair Black. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, you can even jump in as well here, Jamie, if you want to. Is it Bray Wyatt or is it Alistair Black? Or is it someone we haven't even... Neither of them. Here we go. Um, well, we um, we actually watched the um, the QR code, and it's um, it's like clips of WWE superstars, but it's like it's like taken out of context, and it's like 
who run who runs the who ruined the world you did and i've seen stuff online that if you look at the source code it says wind um and it says stuff about boy wire i mean alistair black i love him to be back in wwe but he's got like what like four years left on his contract and apparently he's got like mental health issues and stuff like that so yeah i would love to see him back but i i don't know how serious his issues are but i could i can't see him coming back anytime soon I, I, I'm like 90% sure it's Bray Wyatt. I mean, if it's somebody else, then fair play, Dan Nasser, Nasser, Swift, well done to WWE. They've been very clever. They've been very subtle about like all the references, all the like little QR codes and like the videos or like the stuff in the background. It's, they've not made it like really, really obvious. It's like you have to like search these things out and you have to be like really vigilant. So I think they've been really clever about it, to be honest. Do they run the risk though, Jamie? If it's not let let's say it's let's say it's Alistair Black. He's it's very he's, yeah, but let's just say it is. He <laughs> I'm just using him as an example of someone who isn't very white, but somebody who's still popular. But popular, okay. let's say, among the more internet wrestling community, the more hardcore fans. Maybe not necessarily with the casual fans, but to uh-huh. an extent. Does he run the risk then effectively of I wouldn't necessarily say the day he returns getting booed or getting booed out of the building, but quite simply soon after, just because it isn't not only who people are expecting, but people were wanting. And that's the same for anybody else other than Bray Wyatt, but I'm just thinking of somebody who's still quite popular like Alistair Black. Is 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 that a risk or yeah, can I the mean, WWE be quite confident if it isn't Bray Wyatt, if it is for somebody else? Can they be quite confident in thinking, no, it's 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 all about people. They'll be happy. They'll soon forget that they ever thought it was going to be Bray Wyatt. No, I mean it's the perfect way to bring in a, a heel, isn't it? It's like, oh, you all thought one thing, but it's me. Blah blah blah. They could easily go down that route. Whether they wanted to create a new heel character, but I mean, everybody seems to forget there's more than one Wyndham. And we all know it's Bo Dallas that's coming back. <laughs> and you can believe that. All you and have that to would do be a bigger pop is than Bray. That would be a bigger pop. If he comes out and that music hits, and he's like, all you have to do is believe. And who doesn't will, want that? I will never forget when he was running around the ring and he just bumped into was it El Torino the one dressed as a ball just knocked him over without even like <laughs> just like not even seeing he was there. It was so good the way that they did it. It was great. Just knocking him over onto the floor. Dan bring is it Bray Wyatt? Bring that bow. It is Bray, but bring that bow. Is it Bray I, Dan? I think I my thing I mean, everyone is saying like it has to be Bray. I said my prediction is gonna be you know, Legado del Fantasma. The only thing that I'll say that a lot of people aren't mentioning and they've forgotten about is, do you remember during the pandemic version of, of um, Raw and SmackDown, they started doing um, things being ha- cut backstage and power cuts and things being set on fire. And then these people came to the ring with masks on and started cutting the ring ropes. And were, oh, my God, what is this notorious faction? And everybody was tuning in each week going, oh, they're, they're hacking the system. And they're doing all of this. And what did it turn out to be? It turned out to be Retribution. And Retribution was absolutely <laughs> awful. It lasted two months. But there was massive build. And that was the last time there was a lot of build like this. Was, you know, when it was a case of, oh, are they calling Champer up? Are they calling Gargano up? Are they calling Adam? Is it going to be Adam Cole? Is it, you know, is it the elite? What's it called? The Undisputed Era? Is it all of these people in NXT? Are they brought in, like, a new new people? What's going on? And essentially, it's just... A load of crap, to be fair. It's controlled by, yeah. We they all thought potentially it could have been Mansour as well. They were rumouring so many different people, but that had so much buzz. Do you remember we were talking about it? Who's going to be in this? You know, what are they going to do next? And we were all trying to work it out. And then there was like a picture leaked of like a tire and stuff that was made in theme music. But it's very similar. You know, people are going, what's going on with this? Who are are these people? Who could it be? I think, yeah, we are getting our hopes up, and we're hoping it's Bray Wyatt. And WWE have never mentioned Bray. But the music is very similar to the, the, his style. Uh, I've seen the videos of everybody singing along and getting the firefly lights out, and they're encouraging that. But it could just be a massive Kerbal. It could be someone like Legado, Del Fantasma. It could be Baron Corbin. I think they looked at the code, and it said that it was from Corbin, Kentucky. 
Do they've rumoured it could be Baron Corbin as well? People have said it could be no, Ken Shamrock. With, he's off with JBL, isn't he, Baron Corbin, getting ready yeah. for his new gimmick. Whatever. I, I only JBL. thought about that the other day, you know. I thought, well, hang on, that was about a month ago now, and he's not been seen since. So Exactly, they repackage him. It could be a lot of people. There's a lot of people that maybe it might be Sasha Banks and Bailey. So many people that are off telly, so many people that potentially are Damien. Could be Gable Stevenson. I've seen his name chucked around. Um, he's done. I'm afraid he's done before it even starts. I think it's Bray Wyatt. Everyone thinks it's Bray Wyatt, you know. But ultimately, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say. Um, it could be somebody completely random. Let's say it's Bray Wyatt then. And let's say he returns let Extreme me. Rules. He says, let me in the doors of whatever the arena is and let me into Extreme Rules. Reigns isn't on the show. So he can't come and attack Reigns and say, I'm here for the world title. So what programme does he enter into? <laughs> well, That's you don't know the question, gonna... isn't it? Everyone's saying that it's not going to be Extreme Rules. It's going to be when DX have their 25th anniversary. That's when they, the, the climax of this is going to be. Well, he's just going to attack all of DX. I think it's going to be the case that the lights go out and then all of a sudden you've got Road Dog knocked out, you've got X-Pac knocked out. Shawn Michaels is knocked out and Triple H is like really, really scared and he starts like really trying to intimidate. Well, it's Billy Gunn. And then, and then it goes, listen, <laughs> yeah. listen. It's Billy Gunn, here he is, he's back. It's like, scissor me, daddy. <laughs> you know, it's the case that the DX were this invading force and then the person who's behind the White Rabbit is invading. You know, basically they're hacking the show, aren't they? And who controls the show? <laughs> who runs the world? Who runs it? It's, it's Triple H. He runs Girls. the show. Yes, yes. Um, it's, it's Triple H. He runs the show ultimately. It's, so it's all Randy Tri- Orton coming back. It could be. When's Triple H next on the show? Triple H next on the show uh, for the 25th anniversary. I think that's when we see it. I think that we'll see little teasers, breadcrumbs, but I think that's when we're going to have it debut. I think they've got to do it in an interesting way because if you're a character like Bray Wyatt and you're appearing, you know, it, you know, lights go out, that type of thing, you're there to attack a baby face because. When, when does a, a face ever do that? Do, do you know what I mean? I could, you'll probably mention 20 things now, but you know what I mean. Like, it's, uh, a, so he's going to attack a baby face. So it'll technically be a, a heel, but he'll get cheered for okay. the first few weeks like, like nobody. So I don't know if it is Extreme Rules. Is it somebody like, I mean, what, what do we think the main it's event for Extreme Rules is going to be? Is it the strap match? Is it a Drew McIntyre perhaps he attacks? Yeah, it could be. Up, uh, a feud yeah, with, with McIntyre gets McIntyre could be Ronda back Rousey out of versus Liv Morgan as the main event. No, it could be Ronda Rousey. He attacks Ronda Rousey versus Bray Wyatt. Who knows? But I mean, you've got the um, it could wait until Saudi Arabia and who runs the WWE world right now? Yes, Girls. it's a place, but it is Roman Reigns runs the world, and we all know who he's facing in Saudi Arabia. Who is the yeah. one man that can come to his rescue and finally save the tag team division? Jake Paul is coming. It is going to be the Pauls. They're going to do it. They're going to be the best team since the Basham brothers. It's going to be great. <laughs> the Basham brothers. Doug and Danny. Dicks. Who remembers the Dicks? I was thinking. I nearly said that. I was thinking about the Dicks the other day, but I meant it in a wrestling <laughs> context. That's what I meant. Oh, do you? Don't tell um, the wife. I won't tell the wife. No, she was thinking about it. She was having a good long thing. She was. Yeah, we'll Ooh. see. I just Ooh. hope it. Oh, I just Ooh. hope it doesn't Ooh. end in disappointment. And in again, tears. I'm not talking about Bray Wyatt this time, not the dicks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, Raw for the 25th anniversary DX or Extreme Rules. Take your pick. It's probably going to be neither. They're probably going to drag it on even longer. And it probably won't even be Bray after all of this. We'll see. What we do have, though, don't you worry, though, Dan, and I'm sure you were very excited to see that Omos was back on Raw and he won in a quality squash match. He'll probably disappear again for two months after this, very much like Veer Mahanas, and he's back on NXT. Yeah, they're probably doing a share back together. I was going to say, Joe, that's what I've heard as well. You know what? I'm actually happy about that because in the share... They had Stokely Hathaway as their manager when they first came in. And the only reason they were taken off TV is they spoiled the Keith Lee winning the world title thing. And they were taken off TV and they split them up because of it. But in the share, as a tag team, Sanger and Veer Mahan, 
they will be quite dominant. Them versus the Creed's on NXT, and then if they get quite successful going up to the main roster and they get to face Los Lotharios on the pre-show, I mean, what more do you want in life? What if they is back on NXT permanently like it looks like he is, and then they go, hang on, he's, he's, he's rebuilt his character here a bit, you know, we want to get him back on the main roster. Are we going to finally get again various coming months and months and months of them promos, but maybe this time to SmackDown? That should if just be gonna, his gimmick. Can we have that? But can we also have the uh, the Emolution as well? And then Emma's being recycled. <laughs> she goes, she goes out with Riddick Moss, doesn't she? Mad yes. That's the music ever. I finally got that out of my head. It is true. It's true. What's happening? What they're going to do with Omos then? Anything? Or is he just back doing his squash matches until I, they can I, work out what I'm they're doing? I'm assuming they're going to put him versus Braun Strowman. That's the ultimate match. It's like Giant versus Giant. Like, um, That's a meant- Saudi Arabia match all over, surely. Yeah, they, they kind of mentioned it um, on commentary when they did a squash match. They asked MVP, like, Braun Strowman's back. Like, what do you think about him versus Omos? And MVP kind of went, That'd be cool, but I'm not here to talk about Washington. I'm here to talk about Omos. So he didn't rule it out, but they did mention it on Raw. So maybe. I think where we're leading to it is you, if they're bringing back the traditional Survivor Series five on five matches, and you think of, you know, you're like, oh, we're going to have two people. It's going to be Team Seth versus Team Riddle. And then Seth picks the Colossus Omos, and Riddle picks his best friend, Braun Strowman. Um, and then, you know, gets to the case where they both come face to face and the only way to eliminate them out of the match is they both get disqualified which leads on to you know could lead on to the rumble could lead on to mania they could go so many places with that um but i think we need to also think about those traditional five on five survivor series matches and you want to pick the big dogs don't you to be in your team and those are there's a face and there's a heel and you'll want both of them want to be both in the teams i think that's a good way of building them back up you know he's showing that he's been a dominant force fair enough Right, well, as we said, next week we will be breaking down extreme rules and giving our preview and predictions. But until then, Jamie, I'm sure we have to talk about Dynamite. And I heard that you haven't even bothered watching it this week. Calls himself a fan. Well, I'm sorry, I work during the day. I don't have time. We can't all just work from home or pretend to work or have training sessions. Hey, yeah. That two weeks of training. training session. I tell you what, the two weeks worth of training is shattered me, and then I had to drive to Arleypool, um, so she could see her family for a few days. And then I've been working all again this week. And then, what am I doing on either Sunday night or Monday morning? Driving back to Arleypool for a few days again. So, dear me, yeah, I'm, I'm shattered. And even I had chance to watch Dynamite. Well, I tell a lie, I watched Paige's promo. But even I had chance to watch Paige's promo half an hour before we started recording the show. And Dan, I know that you wanted to especially mention the quality of this promo. Dreadful. Oh, I brought out the entire women's locker room with me, four people. (laughs) And then she's going, yeah, let's talk about you, Brit. You know, your name, it rhymes with... And all the crowd is like, you for real? And then all of a sudden, she's like stumbling words. She goes, yeah, I started this women's revolution. I am the revolution. And it's like, okay, okay, Paige, like, you're annoying now. Um, It's good to see her. She's really started to put herself out there. But it's all up in air. Like, is she going to be an in-ring competitor still? Is she just going to be somebody getting promos? You know, she was tweeting Jamie Hater. Is she going to be Jamie Hater's valet? Where, you know, where is this going sort of thing? A bit topsy-turvy for me. Well, the reports have been out last week that she's still not cleared to wrestle and Meltzer, in his normal way that he normally does, where he stirs stuff up, has said he suspects she will still be wrestling. Uh, she will be wrestling, rather. She just, just needs to be cleared because the type of contract she's allegedly on and the money that she's being paid is for, you know, taking bumps at a physical role type thing. He, he effectively alludes to the fact that if she was just an on-screen talent and not wrestling, she wouldn't be on the type of contract that she's on. So he believes she will be eventually. But going back to the promo, after what you said in our chat, I did have to go back, go and watch it. And I was watching it, and at first, I didn't think it was that bad. There were bits where I was like, oh, whatever. But that was more the writing side of things, and more of what the told her to say it did seem a bit forced like sometimes 
the promos given and they're done well, they do seem quite natural. But like she was only talking for two minutes and then she looked down at the bloody cameraman and she was like, Oh no, don't tell me to go home yet. No, no, I, if I want to keep on talking, I will keep on talking. And just the way she said it, it was obviously a scripted line. It wasn't like they literally told her, Right, you've got 30 seconds rapid or whatever. It was yeah. quite badly done. But I, I thought the promo wasn't too bad, even when she brought out the entire four women locker room before <laughs> Britt Baker came out. But then definitely towards the end, it did seem like either they lost all of them really between her and Britain lost their way slightly on which way they should have been going with it or almost like forgotten how they were wrapping the promo up. So it did feel a bit. Mm. And then when Paige was like, oh, well, this is the match that's going to be happening. The way that she started talking, I think the crowd started getting excited because it sounded almost as if she was basically going to say, and I'll be wrestling in a match. And when they didn't, and she said, oh, it's going to be, you know, Tony versus Brit, I think they said it was going to be. Um, everyone was kind of like, oh. and then she went, oh, and in a lumberjack match. It was and Serena and people, Deep, it? Sorry, Serena, yeah. And in a lumberjack match, and people kind of went, mm, yeah, okay. And then she went, oh, and it'll be for the title, but I think because people were thinking she was going to insert herself into that or something, and like there was no reaction to the fact that it was for the title. Now, I don't know whether or not that's more because it's not really for the title, because it's the interim title. So are you even champion? God knows. This is a question I had, actually. Does this go on record as being the champion? Like, has anybody looked, for example, at, like, John Moxley's Championship reigns. Is he no? So is he known as being a three-time world champion, or is he known as being a two-time world champion and a one-time interim champion? No, he's three-time and an interim um, because he had that interim match, didn't he? Uh, he was interim champion, and then when he won it, he became a two-time champion. So when you're the interim, interim champion, you aren't down on the record books as being. So in John Moxley's case, he's not down that as being a four-time world champion. No, he's, he's a down as being a three-time. So. Yeah. What is the point of being the interim world there's champion? There's no point, and there's rumours it, oh, that Thunder Rosa is not even going to be coming back to the company, or you know she she's got major heat. So surely it would have made sense. Like the WWE rule back in the day was, if you can't defend a title within 30 days, you're stripped of it. Obviously, with some champions being part time, now it's a little bit different. But yeah, and they if can you change up the storyline a bit, yeah, yeah, if you go by that rule with all wrestling, because it makes sense. You know, you want a title defended, it keeps things interesting and fresh. Surely it would have made more sense for Thunder Rosa to go, yeah, I'm going to vacate this, but when I come back, I want first shot. Fair enough. And then they've done this tournament. I just hate this word interim, and they just keep doing it all the time. I think a lot of fans are feeling the same. Why are we doing this interim crap? Let's just it just give it doesn't a, feel, a yeah, it doesn't feel like it's important, and it doesn't feel like it, you are really the champion. And let's be honest, that's because you're not really the champion, so it isn't really important. To basically say, oh, you're just temporary champion until the champion comes back, but then you're not really temporary champion because you're not really the champion. You might as well just rid of it. Jamie, stop eating biscuits is all I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> He's having them biscuits. Um, so, Jaffa yeah, do, do, oh, Jaffa cake. Biscuit or cake, there's the um, age-old thing. It's okay. <laughs> I um, do love a Jaffa cake. Yeah, I... I don't like this interim champion stuff. I don't like it. It's rubbish. Even Mox in his promo with CM Punk, he threw that belt to the ground and he said, this belt means shit. He's like, your belt means yeah. shit. Until until I defeat you, this does not matter. And he's spot on. The interim things don't I matter think, at all. The thing is as well, when they were talking about, obviously, the Brian Danielson match and the, uh, the Moxley match, did he even say, like, former like, AEW champion? He said, three-time world champion. And six-time world champion. So they're not yeah. counting the vacated title. He's obviously counting the WWE championship that he won. Yeah, yeah. And I think another thing that doesn't help as well. I, I think he's I a still four-time the, world champ. Yeah, but. technically. I think I'd still have the same opinion if it wasn't what I was going to mention. But what definitely doesn't help is the fact that there's been so many. I say so many. Just. In such a short space of time, interim world champion or interim world world championship matches because of injuries, it's ridiculous. You know, in has there been three interim world champions now on the men's side? There's just in, two. Just the two. Just no, there's only been but one. But it's happened twice. 
there was only one interim champion, John Moxley. Uh, why then, do I feel and like then, they and then it got vacated? It got vacated. Then they had a tournament for that's the new champion. The, that's the issue. Yeah. So there's only because, been one interim, but obviously it's got yeah. Moxley to Punk to nobody. And they then in the Moxley. same week, you had the women's as well. Yeah, or yeah, the week it, after, whatever. So two all together, with, if you're including them as both as world yeah. champions. Women they did it with the TNT title as well. And they did it that with was the it. That's women's title. So they did it with four titles in total. So well, four at least titles consistent. Is such a short spe- <laughs> Yeah, consistently shit. <laughs> Who well. knows? Right. I'm afraid this is the point of the programme where we have to stop because there is a former champion returning to the WWE it was announced oh, today. I thought we were saying rest in peace Coolio, but yeah, sure. Oh, rest in peace Coolio. He is up there with Dat Angels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... That's the whitest thing I've ever heard. You yeah. are so cool. So, um, a former champion, a former tag champion, and a former, I think, NXT champion, I'm sure he was, Um is returning Bo Dallas to is the WWE back. next week. You all know who it is. Do you see he's a former He's a former, I think, NXT champion. Uh, no, NXT tag. He's literally only won the NXT tag title. Is that, well, so he's an NXT champion, not the NXT champion. No, yeah, tag, tag champ. Yeah, he, he's back. He's back. On Tyler. the bump next week, Tyler Breeze. It's just the bump. It's pointless. It's no, no whatever. But he's back. Look. I mean, they had Maven on the other one, for God's sake. Did they? Maven, yeah. I like Maven. He had a banging hey, thing. We've got the chance no, to no, meet. No, no, no. We've got the chance to meet Fandango. He's coming to the Neon in Newport at the end of October. Are you going? No, um, we are going <laughs> to be wrestling. We're going to see wrestling this weekend. We're going to go see Ace Austin from uh, Bullet Club. Oh. He's facing oh, yes. Nico Angelo. Uh, Brendan's oh. facing the man like Doris. Uh, while Boar's on there, um, I think Flash, no, Flash isn't there. Mandrews is on there. Yeah, he's got a match. Uh, oh, he's facing Lycos Kid from Progress. Uh, it's only a tenner. We're going to Cardiff Bay for that. But yeah, Fandango, if I'm not washing my thinning hair, yeah, I might pop around. It's literally just around the corner from my It'd flat. It'd be like so. a tenner a ticket if that won't it. So you might as well. Doug Williams is wrestling as well, but he's oh, not. Well, on the why wouldn't you go Doug's there? Mate, I've got to go see Doug. But yeah, um, Tyler Breeze on my favourite show, Dub Ump. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I need to make sure I watch that. I think there were has been rumours he's going to be coming back as an NXT coach. So you never know. Well, Taron Taron's going to take one on your living room floor, isn't he? I know, we're just going to keep this rhyming, going all show. Bump, <laughs> dump, Brit, shit. <laughs> A-E-W, A-E-W, Yeah. You say your name is Finley, and you must <laughs> <to> fight. <laughs> well, I say your name is Finley, and you're a bastard. <laughs> the greatest promo of all time. No, the greatest promo of all time is something that I re-watched today because I thought, I've not watched that for a while. I need to watch Mark Henry's fake retirement. <laughs> Where he that starts holding his hand up and he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to send you off. With, you know, you you have your retirement. And he's like, don't patronise me. I'm the world's strongest man. you go going to the Hall of Pain. Let's eat world's strongest slab. And then he goes, you think it's that easy? i got a lot left in the tank. And, the, we and, all then know, he, and then he didn't win the world title. <laughs> no. The best promo of all time, because it's been cut from history. You literally have to go on YouTube to watch it because it's been taken out of every single promo. Taron knows exactly what it is. And it is, of course, this is where the big boys play, huh? <laughs> Look at the adjective. Yeah. Play. They still we have the promo. Play. They just cut that adjective yeah, line out. out. And that's the best bit because it's so wrong. Uh, my see, favorite this is why physical is... media rules. Go on, Joe. Sorry. My favorite promo is when uh, Booker T is calling out Hulk Hogan and calls him a bad no, one. Oh, yes, yeah, he does. Jesus. <laughs> I, I was going to say, take it up there, then. I thought we were going to have to censor the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just his face afterwards. It's no, I recognize that face. The greatest promo, it happened on TNA, and it was the Scott Steiner yeah. mathematics promo. Yeah, of course. Oh, obviously. And, and, um, they, Scott, and Bron Breaker, I was about to call him Bron Steiner then, he actually yeah. uh, quoted a line from it. He was speaking to Dragon Dragunov and JD McDonough on NXT. And he was like, yeah, 
I can see the two of you, this three of you, will have a triple threat. That way, you could do the maths. I like maths. It means it gives you a 33 <laughs> and a third chance of winning. And the crowd literally popped. They went absolutely nuts for that. Oh, I'm going to have to find that. That's brilliant. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I, just... I don't know if you've seen it as well. Um, you've heard of Chase U, Chase University? Yes. Um, they did a promo. Joe pointed it out. He, he popped massive for this. And they were doing a pep rally. And what was the line that they said, Joe, that made you pop? Um, it was a, it was a, uh, a journalist. Dave. It was a journalist in the crowd asking uh, Chase, Audrey Chase, a question. He's like, who asked for your opinion, five star Dave? You've never wrestled a match in your entire life. Obviously, taking the piss out, Dave Meltzer. And I was like, oh, you just called him five star Dave. So I, I popped huge for that. I like anything that takes piss out of Dave Meltzer since he gives the young books five stars for everything. I don't think I've seen a, I don't think I've seen a three star match from the young. But they're the greatest tag team so of all time. Young, they come right. to WWE anyway. Well, let's see. Just before the quiz, then is SmackDown happening this week or is Hurricane Ian or whatever it's called? It's Ian. the longest, second longest weekly episodic television show. It's never going to be cancelled. They'll call it next year, they? Oh no, they're um, they, Florida, they moved. They moved the Florida Gators game and they moved the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. The closer so, performance centre, I know that. Oh, Jamie, how did the Buccaneers do on the weekend against the Packers? Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, they lost. Yeah, but aren't the Dolphins like even closer to the Super Bowl? You have no idea. You're they supposed to be a. They haven't fan. lost. They haven't lost. Yeah, when are they next playing? Who are they playing? Who are they playing next? They're playing again on Sunday against they? okay. a team they're playing in the those NFL. Mitsubishi, they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals tonight on Thursday night football. So you call yourself a fan, laces out. The Cincinnati yeah. Bengals, All last year's Super Bowl finalists. All I meant, they're that good. They could play the again on Sunday. They're facing the firm. They are the firm. The firm? Yeah, the face of the firm. Scissor them dolphins. Right, Jamie, I believe you have a quiz to finish us off this week. Ooh. I do have Ooh. a quiz. And Ooh. possibly this could be Ooh. the biggest quiz yet. Oh. Oh, I might need a full page. It's probably about wrestlers. There is a maximum of thirty points up for grabs. Oh, 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 but don't worry, it's not that hard. Okay. Basically, I am going to give you a wrestler. You're then going to give me who they faced in their debut match. In what year and did they win or lose? Ooh. Three points per wrestler. So say, for example, if I said, um, let's give somebody randomly like Fandango, who did he face in his WWE debut? Chris Jericho, that two would points. Be Chris Jericho, and that would be in the year, obviously, it was at WrestleMania. And did he win or lose? It was so, um, 2008, won. and he won. That's three points for me. I'm not that down. Well, it that was just a tester. Don't you hey. worry. I mean, it was 2012 or 13. Oh 13. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what it looks like, okay? So, obviously, oh, there may be it. somebody in there that has wrestled under a different personality. However, I am looking for the person under the name that I've used. So right, obviously, when I say Fandango, it's not going to be. Yeah, it could have been John Johnny Curtis. Curtis. So Johnny Curtis was in uh, the NXT. So it's, exactly. it's the debut of... We're not counting NXT, we're counting main roster debut. Main roster, and it's the debut of the character rather than the Page. person. Yeah. And yeah. they're all WWE right. debuts, so no Let's NXT. Okay. And okay. we'll start off with a nice, easy one, which you should all get the opponent for. But do you remember the year? And whether they won or lost, there should be three points. If you don't get it, you might as well just retire. And it is John Cena. Right, on, three points on. straight away. Come on, everyone. You've got this. Who did he face in his WWE debut? In what year? And did he win or lose? Oh, I'm going to be one year out. I know I am. Uh, how, could you be, how could you be a year out on this one? Exactly. Right. Got it. There's no. at least two points. Number two, 
the next big thing, Brock Lesnar. Who did he face on his debut? In what year? And did he win or lose? think it was that, I don't know. Oh no, I think I've written down his second match. Oh well, don't matter. Question three. It's everybody's favourite wrestler when he finally made his WWE appearance. It's Sting! <laughs> Who did he face in his WWE debut? In what year and did he win or lose? Just to clarify as well, out of all ten of these, they are single matches none of them are tag teams or triple threats or fatal four ways okay. six men or royal rumbles so i know question two is wrong then that's because so... <laughs> i was like looking at other people like possibly like aj styles but obviously he made his debut at the royal rumble and you could get 29 points for needing every other superstar in that match but unfortunately you didn't right, so yeah, these are that. all single matches okay, okay. We all remember this is one of the most famous debuts of all time. But who did Chris Jericho face in his in-ring debut oh. for WWE? In what year? And did he win or lose? I remember reading it in his book because um, at the end he said that every single time he has his first ever match, it's awful. <laughs> he did say it was awful, yes. Oh, God, I don't know the sketch, but that's Well, we'll go to an easier one now, one that you should all get. And I think we started off, I think Dan probably thought I was going to go there first. And it's Paige here. <laughs> Who did she face in her WWE debut? In what year? And did she win or lose? Oh, I think that's the year. I'll just guess it then. I was going to use that as an example, and well, they didn't. I know. That's why, that's why I had to be really quick and say, oh, Fandango, quick. Because <laughs> I knew, I was like, he's going to say this one. Um, number six, I've been talking about him all night. I've been so excited, and I can't wait for him to come out as that white rabbit. Who did Bo Dallas <laughs> face in his WWE debut? In what year and did he win or lose? Did he bully? That is the question. Who would it have been against? See, it has to be said because he debuted in the Rumble. But singles debut. Obviously, you said singles debut because obviously. Yeah. He oh, he did. No, he did debut in the Royal Rumble a year or two before. But we'll we'll go with his main. Because he won a, There was a fan thing. access, yeah. and he won a fan access, and he debuted. Because they were doing this thing where an NXT star was always going to be like a surprise, and the next year was Killian Dane, and the next one was Alexander yeah. Rusev. Yeah. Good old. Yeah, so he's still in NXT at that point, so we're all right. Okay, number seven. Who was that jumping out the sky? R.E.Y. Mysterio. Who did he face on his debut? In yeah, what year? Yeah, and did pretty he sure win as well. or lose? I watched it not so long ago. Because he, he called him out the week before. Was, I've seen your promos. I want to match against you on your first match. Oh, I have seen it, he said. I saw it from an angle. Number nine. So this is when we're talking about like characters and stuff. We're not talking about Spirit this Squad. This is number nine now. Hey, no, this is number eight. Yeah. Oh no, I've only got nine. <laughs> <laughs> give oh, us... I'll, I'll think of a tenth, don't worry. Uh, All right. Number eight was not that Spirit Squad member, Kenny! We are talking about Dolph Ziggler. Even though it was Ryan. Oh, you know, Ryan Nemeth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. Who did he face in his WWE debut? In what year and did he win or lose? Oh, you know, that one's got me Ooh. stuck both year. Oh, year and the Oh, let's go for Ooh. Number nine. Whoa! Do those smoking mirrors. Cody Rhodes. Who did he face in his WWE debut? In what year? And did he win 
or lose. I remember this. Oh, I don't know. Whoa! Whoa. Is it dead obvious, Um, he. I'll give you a clue. You want a tag title with him? Um, and I'm just getting. Um. Oh, I've got one for you for double taking it. The one I was hoping you'd say, and you haven't said it. Pardon? I haven't said it. No. Go on. Who you a think really I was fa- going to A say? really famous one. Yeah. Go Kurt on. I'm Angle. not going to put it on this. Oh, who did Kurt Angle face? No, yeah. don't be so stupid. We all um, know that one. I am. Um... No, that's a tag match. For God's sake. Who did... um, Whilst he's looking for one, who did Kurt Angle face in what year? It was the year 1999. Yeah, 99. Oh. Taz, the Royal Rumble. Taz, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I was thinking. Um, I remember reading Oh, no, it when it, I was all the way around, didn't it? Taz, it was Taz's debut. It was Taz's debut, not Kurt Angle, but still. Um, what about Shane Sands? Oh, I know what I was, I, I was Angle's about... debut match was anyway. It was against Sean Stasiak, but I can't remember what event. Um... So I'm just double checking to actually make sure I do have the uh, the answer for this, but I think it's um, it's a tag match, so I can't do it. Well, I, I realised I wrote them down. Fine, I'm just going to go for the one that I originally had before I changed it because no one was going to get it. But Chris Masters, Chris Masters. Yeah, <laughs> I had him down there randomly before, then I changed him. Um, for one of the other it ones wasn't just some random it. job who wasn't no, 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 no. somebody he, he, on the main somebody roster. In there. Yeah, yeah, somebody on the main roster at the time. Uh, the masterpiece, Chris Masters. Who did he face? In what year? And did he I win or lose? Well, I've got a guess. For a full thirty points here. <laughs> I very much doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? Okay, so shall we start off? We'll go in a rotation as always, starting because it's an easy one. Everyone should get this. So go on, Dan. Kurt Angle, 2002, lose. Joe. Kurt Angle, 2002, lose. Taryn. Oh, for God's sake. Kurt Angle, and I put 2003, lose. Well, let's put it this way. Two of you are right. It's 2002. (laughs) (laughs) No, so I get two points. You get two points. Okay, Joe. Brock Lesnar. Joe. <clears throat> Ken Shamrock, 2002, and he won. Taron. I don't think Ken Shamrock was anywhere near the company in 2002. Um, I originally put the Hardys because I know we faced them in a two-on-one match, but I think that was the week after. So I have no idea. So I changed it to the person who we, on his debut, is in not a debut match, who we powerbombed about five times. So I put Spike Dudley. In what year? Two thousand two, anymore. Okay, and Dan's there, like knowing the answer. Go on. <laughs> I thought it was either between uh, the Hardy Boys and also Rikishi, but I went with the Hardy Boys. Two thousand two win. Well, it was a singles match. Remember? That's why I changed it. Rikishi. It was, it was Jeff Hardy. In two thousand and two, and he won. Oh, that's two points. I'll take that. Look, he just put, he tried to put the Hardy Boys down to get Jeff and Matt. He's like, yeah, it's going to be Whoa. one of them. Well, I know right. he faced him in a handicap, because I always remember the That's what I mean, yeah. promo video, and it showed him, like, throwing them both in the barricades. Then it showed him powerbombing Rikishi. So I was like, oh, it must be one of like, those sort of ones. Yeah. Okay, Taryn. Hello. Sting! <sighs> Triple H. He lost. And uh, again, I'm going to be a year out, 2015. Dan. Triple H, 2016, lose. Joe. Triple H, 2016, lose. It took place at WrestleMania 31 against Triple H H in 2015. I knew it. I knew it. Three quality points. So, the Jericho-vid. Who did he face? In what year? And was it a win or a loss? He faced Jeff Jarrett, 1999, and he won. Joe. Buff Bagwell, 1999, lose. 
That's back when he never worked every week. No, <laughs> to be fair, I had, Booker, I had Booker T on here earlier and he did face Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell. <laughs> in the first yeah. WCW match on Raw. Yeah. Um, yeah. 1999 won, and I just put Chris Benoit. I don't know. So it was 1999. He lost by disqualification, Ooh. and it was because he put his opponent through a table, Road Dog. Oh. <laughs> Oh, just the, just the one Ooh. point there. Ooh. 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 Okay, Joe. Page here. Uh, AJ Lee, 2020, 2012, sorry, and 2000. How <laughs> <laughs> about Jason? I'm like, 2020? Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> not about it. Tarrant? I'll put exactly the same there. It is AJ Lee, 2012, and one. Dan. I exactly the same. It's 2014, but well done. Oh. <laughs> but yes, it was AJ Lee, won 2014. Okay, everyone's favourite superstar, Taron. The real Wyndham, Bo Dallas. Oh, yeah, I'll put he won. Um, the year, I might be slightly too late. I put 20... Oh, no, I'm gone. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking now, if, if Triple H and Sting was 2015, is 26, no, I'll say 2016, and one of the um, Los Lotharios or whatever they were called, I don't know, what were they called, the ones that had the El Torito, one of them two, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know who they are? Primo and Epico, but I don't know what they were called when they were the... Well, it's were, so are you going with Primo or Epico? Oh, uh, Epico. <laughs> Okay, Dan. Shelton Benjamin, 2014 win. Joe. Keith Slater, 2015 lose. So, Bo Dallas won on his debut, so you get a point for one. It was in 2014, Dan. I was just about to change it to that. (laughs) And it was against Sin Cara. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that means we're going now to Dan and Rey Mysterio. You knew it. It's Chavo Guerrero. It's 2002. And it's a win. Joe. Same. Taron. Chavo Guerrero, 2003 win. Two of you are right. It's 2002. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was SummerSlam 92 was one of the best SummerSlams. And it was Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. So it had to be 2002. You are right. Yes, the opening match of SummerSlam that year. Hi, Joe. I'm Dolph Ziggler. Who did I face on my debut? Drew McIntyre, 2010, and he won. Taron? Either Juice or Domino, so I'll put Juice, 2009, and he won. And Dan? Hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. Um, I put Edge, eight and lose. I put... It was... 2008. For some reason, yes. I had all f- I had five, but I was like, "That's too early." It's 2008. Uh, he lost, and it was Ooh. against Bootista. Oh, oh well, there we go. The first time I've got no points on one of them. Oh. <laughs> There's a surprise Ooh. audience. So, sorry, Taryn, you're bottom of the league. <laughs> no worries. Okay, uh, and that I think brings us to Taryn for Cody. Hardcore Holly. You're welcome. 2007 and one. Dan? Hardcore Holly. He won. I put 2011. Oh, Joe. Hardcore Holly, 2010 and he won. So, on his debut, it happened in 2007. Yes. He lost. Oh, (laughs) And it was against Randy Orton. (laughs) (laughs) It was that long-term storytelling for Legacy, you see. But I got a point in 2007. And then the random one thrown in at the end, Chris Masters. (laughs) Dan. Chris Nowinski, 2004 (laughs) win. Joe. It's not a bad show. MVP, 2005 win. Taron. Maven, only because we spoke about it earlier, <laughs> 2005 win. So he did win in his debut. Good. It was in 2000 and 
five. Yes, two points. And it was Stevie Richards. <laughs> Good old Stephen. It's the right to censor. It is the right. It's the women's right to censor. <laughs> right, let's have a look then. Could Bring it be them back and put them on it. Well, it's not. <laughs> I've got 18. 16. Oh. 16. Oh, oh, wait. Uh, no, there was a tie for second place there. The was. <laughs> uh, the answer was Taz, 1999, <laughs> um, with Kurt Angle. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Royal Rumble won. Uh, what year did the Spirit Squad debut? 2004. Oh, it's 2006. You both wrong. I win. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a point for Dan then. It was January, so five was closer. Okay. I'll take that. Dan's on 15, Jamie's on seven, I'm on five, Joe is on three, and I believe it's my turn next week. <laughs> There's no point oh, for dear. you. Yes, <laughs> it indeed. Right, Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are Grapplecast Show. Make sure you like and you subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're also available on your socials. Again, at Grapplecast Show. Make sure to give us a follow. And you can also get involved in our polls and comment whenever you like. Fantastic. Thank you very much, as always, to everybody for giving us a listen and a subscribe and a stream. Thank you guys for joining us this week as well. And as I said, next week it'll be our Extreme Rules Premium Prediction Show where for the first time in, I feel like, ages we have about four or five actual stipulation matches on a stipulation-based pay-per-view. It's quite incredible, really. But until then, Jamie, if you'd like to sign us off. Yes, I can't wait for those predictions of Battle of the Belts next week. Don't (laughs) you worry. So I guess without further ado... I bid you a good night and shizzle me, Taron. <laughs> Lovely. Ta-ra, guys. Bring the bell!